and welcome back to Chat and Light Champions. It is episode 32, I believe, and uh, after some time away from the degree for Easter, uh, I've been in the classic YouTube rabbit hole. I found myself watching a lot of TIFO IRL uh, with Alex Stewart and JJ. Oh, what's it? JJ? Oh. JJ, yeah. And um, the, uh, mm. the other one, which I thought I forgot his name. <laughs> yeah, the other <laughs> which one? The other one. The, the bald, bald one, one or the one with the hair? One. Oh, Seb, Seb. Seb. I apologise, Seb. Seb. Um, but I've been inspired by their all-time 11 and their all-time Premier League 11 because I really like the, the format of the video. It's a long sort of essay style and uh, they're all quite charismatic. So uh, I thought it'd be cool if we could do our own sort of thing without ripping off the idea. Uh, and because we are a European football show, I thought we could do our own but with a CLC spin on it. So the idea is we produce a best 11 of UCL performances uh, for a... For example, my goalkeeper, I'd pick, um, this isn't actually my pick, say I'd pick Manuel Neuer, and then I'd pick uh, the final against Dortmund, uh, and then explain why why that performance for me is like one of the best, you know, like 10 out of 10. And then explain how it fit into the system, because this is about uh, or what, what I think would differentiate 11s, because if it was just best overall, we'll have lots of overlap. But um, by picking our own system that we think might be quite fun, uh, we can kind of talk about tactics a little bit as well and um, have a varied set of 11s. So, um, yeah, it doesn't have to be the best player in the world, but a, a lesser reputation player, as long as they have a memorable performance. Uh, yeah, what, what do you guys think of the sort of uh, format, I guess, of the episode? Yeah, no, it, it seems like a really good format, actually. I, um, it's been quite fun coming up with the players. Um it's been really difficult to find some players that do fit a system, though, as well as having like a standout performance in in a European competition. So um, it's been tricky. Yeah, and an opportunity to get creative. I, but I'm, yeah, no, I am happy with my um, I'm happy with my team though. And although parts of it might not work in reality on paper, it would work. Right. Hmm. No, I, I I I like I like the idea. Uh, I've I've had a, yeah, you know, I've I've enjoyed going through some, you know. Classic Champions League, reliving the good times when the Champions League football was played at the Emirates Stadium. You know, you yeah. can watch a couple of those games back. Yeah, so yeah, it's been nice. Been yeah. nice. Sorry, I didn't watch some of the smashings, but no, <laughs> it's been a uh, been nice to nice to kind of go. A back. quick little question is: What's your oldest performance that you guys have found? Because because we are quite young, we obviously don't have that knowledge of the the nineties and eighties sort of games. Says the one that makes nice. Yes, yes, but do you guys have like a, an oldest performance? Yeah. Okay. So my, uh, I think my oldest performance is the two thousand to two thousand and one Champions League campaign. Okay. That's, that's mine my is, oldest. Mine is back in nineteen ninety nine. Same. So I think we're um, the same player. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes. Um, so I, I think we will start. I didn't introduce you guys, but everyone knows who you guys are. Pav and Kieran, they've done every every single episode so far, one of them. Uh, so, yeah. We're going to start with my team. Uh, or, or we're going to start with um, all of our goalkeepers, I think. And then we'll, yeah, we'll okay. build slowly from there because I assume our formations will be shifting a little. Uh, but first, my goalkeeper is, of course... Well, actually, Pav, why don't you do your goalkeeper first? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right, so my goalkeeper... Um, so this is this is while searching for Neuer's best Champions League performances, I actually stumbled upon a historic performance from one of his predecessors. I've gone for Oliver Kahn versus Valencia in the 2000-2001 Champions League final. 
Now, the 2001 final had seen both sides score a penalty in normal time, and the Cajunists took it to a penalty shootout. Now, Khan saved three penalties in the shootout and became Bayern's hero as they lifted the UCL trophy. And what makes it is really the ice-cold stare that he gives, he gives the Valencia players as they step up, makes it all the more dramatic, and he was a keeper that you just did not want to mess with. They say you have to be crazy to be a goalkeeper, and yeah, I mean, he pretty much personifies that. Um, and this was a game where, you know, his craziness really shone through and earned him the man of the match in the Champions League final. So, yeah, I, I just really like like Oliver Kahn. He, he just produces some really, well, crazy highlight reels with some great saves. And the, the, just the moments before they, they, they go to take the penalty, you can see him staring them down. He looks like the Terminator and you don't want to play against him. So, yeah, that, that is, this is my oldest uh, kind of performer. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've gone for Oliver Kahn uh, from the 2001 Champions League final. Yeah, he was a bit of a, a nutter, you would say. Uh, well, I see this thing on Twitter all the time. It, it, I don't know if it can be true, but do you guys ever see the thing saying that Oliver Kahn was in a charity shootout uh, with kids and for every goal the kids scored, they'd get uh, 100 euros to charity or something and Kahn proudly saved all the penalties. Yeah, I see <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's true, but that is the, the type of person he seemed like on the pitch. An absolute animal, and Pat, how does how would that fit into a sort of system? What are you looking for for from Oliver Kahn in your all time Champions League performance system? I, I'm just I'm looking for Oliver Kahn to give me the he, he gives off an awe of you know leadership, of, kind of 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 leadership and of power, and you don't really want to get into a bit of a you know a, a, like a, a bit of a fight with him, or you know go in for a uh, for a ball that he might take, like he he commands his box, and he's just I, I think in in the big moments he steps up for you. Um, he's just he's got that that um, he, he's got he's he's a bit of a brute uh, at the best of times. So I've I've gone for a keeper who's you know knows how to win, has been in the battles, and uh, yeah, just someone who can uh, you know basically command his goal and uh, keep the ball out the net. Do you know if he had that sort of sweeper keeper trait like Neuer does now? And I guess Jens Lehmann also had it. I feel like Jens Lehmann mm. followed Khan a Bayern maybe as well. So maybe it's a Bayern um, keeper trait. Maybe. I, I, I saw a couple of him coming out a little bit, but not, I mean, nowadays, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, Neuer was the trendsetter, you know. But like, yeah, I think mo- mostly I could have gone for a more modern keeper, but I wanted to get a classic performance in from one of the earlier seasons. And I thought, you know, Oliver Kahn uh, you know, is, is, the, is the one for Okay, me. interesting pick. Kieran, who have you gone for? I have gone for someone a bit more recent, although it is 2015, so it seems like it was quite recent, but that's actually a fair bit ago now, actually, thinking about it. Uh, I have gone for Joe Hart um, against Barcelona. Um, Obviously, City did go on to lose that game. However, it is one of the most memorable goalkeeping performances, and I reckon if City did win that game... um, this this performance would be held much higher in regard. Um, it's easy to forget how reliable Joe Hart actually was before his. Obviously, he's had quite a steep decline, um, and he was so good for the rest of the game after conceding. Um, he was quick to stop every ball that was put in his box, quick off his line. Um, he stopped Jordi Alba from scoring what should have been a certain goal after a. A perfect messy pass. Um, he there's also a really mad stat here that he halted Messi, Suarez, and Neymar each on three separate occasions in one and ones in this game. So 
that's pretty mental considering that was considered the best front three um, at the or time. Or an argument for all time. And really. yeah, and it's also I think he still holds the record for most saves ever made in a single Champions League fixture. Um, with I think it was I I don't actually have it written down in my notes. So I should have had that, but um, I've, I'm pretty sure he still holds that. Um, and I, as I said, had his side done any better, that performance would have surely been held much higher in regard um, and up there alongside some of the all-time greats, such as Oliver Kahn's. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, that's that's an interesting one, Joe Hart. I didn't, I didn't expect, but it, it was a good performance, to be fair. Uh, an all-time great sort of performance. Um, how does Joe Hart perform in your team? What does he bring? He's if you have Joe Hart before the decline, you have a really good all-round goalkeeper that's just a pure shot stopper. Obviously, back then it wasn't so much keepers needed to be good with their feet, but I don't think with my defence I really want the goalkeeper to be taking many risks because um, the rest of my team is fairly attacking. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have a solid goalkeeper who's not going to take many risks, can just stop anything that comes at him. And maybe if he does come up against um, a front three like Messi, Suarez and Neymar again, can kind of, you know, um, put in a solid performance against them too. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I've gone with a a similar line of thought to you guys. Uh, Shot-stopping performance, really. Nothing nothing crazy. But uh, this will probably come as no surprise to any of you that I've gone with Petr Cech for his performance against Bayern in, in 2012. Um, an absolute wall throughout the game. Did let a, a header in from Muller in the, in the 81st minute or something like that. But saved a penalty from Robin in extra time. Saved um, penalties from Olic and Schweinsteiger in a shootout. Um, it was just brave keeping for the whole 120 minutes in the shootout. I do think it, for me, it probably is the greatest goalkeeper performance. Um, bias. Very bias. Um, mm. But... but but yeah, and, and tactically, I think it brings the same sort of thing as you guys said, just just security. And, and for my sort of setup, we'll, we'll come to it later, but distribution is not so important because, um, you know, yeah, I, I would expect him to not uh, kick it far, really. Just pass to one of the centre-backs and then let the build-up go from there. So uh, distribution not too important, just pure shot-stopping, bravery. Um, yeah, I guess that's a common theme between all our keepers. Um, right, this is where things may go a bit weird. Do we all have back fours or threes? Four. I have a four. I have a three. So let's yeah, let's do <laughs> let's do your right backs, and then we'll do the centre backs all together, like as a pair or a three. Okay. And then and then you do your left backs then. So um. Okay. So, so Pav, uh, your right back, then Kieran, your right back. Okay, my right back, I've gone for Stefan Licksteiner against Spurs in 2017-18 in the round of 16, second leg. Now, a player that wasn't, I'm not going to, I will admit it, not particularly memorable, but with a performance that basically flipped the second leg of this tie on its head. It was the 60th minute at Wembley in the second leg, and with Spurs leading the tie 3-2, including two away goals they'd scored in Turin the week before, Allegri turned to his bench and brought on the great substitutes that were Asamoah and Lichstein. And everybody thought, hmm, okay, I'm not really sure what he's doing here. But they did actually help open up Juve's attacking play 
and the old lady then scored two quickfire goals in four minutes and uh, progressed to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Uh, this is also the game where we got Chiellini's, you know, uh, it, it is it is the history of over the Tottenham. So I had to kind of put that in. I wanted to put Chiellini in, but I thought I can't have two. Um, and he basically just gives my team a more conservative right-sided fullback, someone you can depend upon. He, I'm, I'm not I'm not looking for him to get up and down the pitch. I'm looking for him for him to m- maybe kind of tuck in, you know, being in the, being in the battles a bit like Oliver Kahn, you know, enjoys that enjoys the art of defending. Um, so yeah, just a just a solid conservative pick who can kind of tuck in to midfield and let the, the let my winger um, kind of work his magic. Uh, and he also played for Arsenal, and this was a great performance against Spurs, which may or may not be repeated with the rest of my players. So oh, brilliant! Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, Pat. man. Well, uh, what did you expect? <laughs> okay, Lichsteiner. Um, it is funny. Very not memorable at Arsenal. Um, yeah. yeah, he really just disappeared off the map. But um, what does what does he bring from right back? Just brings a bit of experience uh, in 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 the kind of defence. Um, you know, he's he's been about quite a lot. Didn't doesn't really do much in the attacking third. But as I said, just looking for him to kind of tuck in. Um, Tommy Asu type. Kind of keep the shape. Uh, not as good as Tommy Asu, no. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that that kind. Yeah, we we we, we can roll with that kind of role. Um, but yeah. Just, just someone who's, you know, been there, done it. Um, not won the thing, but you know, been there and done it. Basically, in in a lot of games, has the experience. It can basically just tuck in, keep the defensive shape, and uh, let the other, let kind of the star people do the magic. Okay, Kieran, please tell me of someone more inspiring. Yeah, my player is the complete opposite to Stefan Lichsteiner. Um, you've gone for conservative. I've the gone neighbor. for very, very attacking. Um, my player is Trent Alexander-Arnold in his game against Barcelona 2019, that 4-0 win. Um, obviously, he had the game of his life against Barcelona. He put in a man-match performance. And, I mean, this game's always going to be remembered for the corner-taken-quickly thing. However, if you watch him throughout the rest of that game, he was absolutely immense. Um, he was uh, an attacking outlet all game. Um, was also very solid defensively as well. Um he got two assists that day, obviously one of them being the famous corner. Um, and he also put in a cross that... Who converted that? I think it might have been yeah, Wijnaldum. Yeah, Wijnaldum scored a brace um, and then a Rigi. Yeah, it was Wijnaldum. Maybe, Wijnaldum converted yeah. the other one. Yeah, it's a Rigi, Wijnaldum, Wijnaldum and... Was it a Rigi again? Was it? Uh, no, it wasn't a Rigi. I think it might have been Mane, you know? Maybe. Um, but... Um, he led Liverpool in touches, passes and crosses in that game. And it truly was one of the greatest performances um, that I could find for a right back in UCL history, to be honest. Uh, I think it's definitely one of the most iconic as well, just because of that one moment. But if you look at it as a whole, it was just a very, very solid performance. And I don't know, the the system thing as well also came into it. I wanted a right back who could get up because my winger does like to tuck in a little bit so it keeps the width of the pitch so. okay okay so that's both your right backs two very different styles already um i'm thinking a more pragmatic setup from pav unless he just pulls something crazy out of the bag um hey hey, hey you know we've got to remember isn't lichstein the one that you know those youtubers started shouting when he came out of packs or is that schweinstein anyway so it's along the same lines and uh yeah it's, it's conservative but the rest of the team i think 
you know, well, is, is okay, full on. Okay, well, uh, since, since I am special and I've gone with a back three, uh, I'll do my... You're special? Well, as in, you guys haven't and I have. So, um, I was just fe- trying to be different. Basically, is what I'm saying. Okay. To be fair, like a... I was contemplating a back three, but then I was like, I can't think of three centre backs. Yeah, the cent- Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Well, okay. Yeah, I thought I'm not picking three. My my, I'll do my three centre backs, and you guys can do your pairs. Um, my defence is very thematic, which accidentally happened. I noticed it halfway through, and then decided to just add one more to, to keep with the theme because I thought it was funny. So we've got checking goal, obviously, who had his great performance against Bayern. And then at right centre back, I've got Ramos for his performance against Bayern in a twenty fourteen, <laughs> uh, which I think Kieran's laughing, so I think Kieran has it has him as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a nod. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then central centre back, I've gone with Paul Torres against Bayern literally two weeks ago. And then for my left centre back, I've gone with uh, David Luiz against Bayern in twenty twelve. Uh, Did you just throw Pal Torres yes, in there just because you yes, wanted enough of yes. <laughs> But I thought Raul Albiol actually got man the match. You could have gone for him. Yeah, but Pal Torres is... He, he Basically, the theme for these three centre-backs is absolute passion. So Pal Torres, he threw his face in front of in front of a shot, blocked it. We'll do anything for Villarreal. David Luiz got injured in the build-up to the, to the Bayern game and played through uh, his hamstring injury. Uh, because we had no other centre backs apart from Gary Cahill, um, so that's desire, passion for the badge, and then um, Mr. Real Madrid, Mr. Other Real Madrid apart from Ronaldo, um, Sergio Ramos. You know, crazy performance. So, so yeah, Ramos right centre back, um, good at build up. I guess he played right back for a lot of his career. Um, he scored two goals in that game against Bayern in the first half. Uh, I'll just let Kieran talk through the performance later. Um, yeah, Ramos fantastic. Pau Torres does sit back more per per his stats. So I thought it was a sweeping central centre back that does work in a back three. I think it'd be fantastic in a back three. I don't know what you guys think. So who's who's central? Pau Pau Torres. Uh, I know he is left footed. Absolute nutter on the white. David David Luiz is left centre back. (laughs) Although him and Pau Torres think about now could swap. so Paul Torres can be left footed on the left, uh, but David Luiz did play want... left centre back, and he he has got a ping on him. Uh, that's what he was known for; those absolute fantastic long balls. So I think we've got really good distribution from those centre backs, which is very important for the future of my my system and what's to come. Um, but yeah, the fact that you have David Luiz and Ramos <laughs> in the same team, it's just you're just asking well, for the two back red three cards, is right? needed to protect them. Although my wing back slash midfielders. Mate, it's going to be a back one when they get sent <laughs> off. It will be. High risk, but very high reward. High volume pa- passing from the centre backs. Passion, aggression, and uh, three stellar performances. Um, so yeah, it's sounding like Graham Souness out in Roy Keane <laughs> punditry. Passion, aggression. What's all this? Right, check check rolls the ball out to any one of those three, and they'll pick a pass uh, to any one of my devastating attackers. So. Um, Right, so everybody else. It's just it. It's Wait, just so it's three at the back and then no, like no, no. seven we, up we've front got, or something like that. We've got a lovely pivot sitting in front, but yeah, that's the sort of thinking I've gone with. Uh, I'll I'll say right now, very Nagelsmann-esque, and by that I mean the last couple months Nagelsmann-esque. Um, yeah, just vibes. 
and uh, so you're also win. just spiting them because they're all playing against Bayern as well. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's tongue in cheek. So yeah, that that's yeah, for, my for sort the of guys who are for you guys listening. If you don't know, Alex is a kind of a join join Dom's uh, thinking uh, that the Bundesliga is basically the worst. So this is it's no surprise that he's gone. It's for three, it's a it's a uh, league which I I'm not enjoying anymore because it is too <laughs> much. Too much. Too much. It's just too much. Um, but yeah, that's that's my back three, and that's the sort of tactics behind it. Uh, Pab, what's your centre back pairing? Okay, so my centre back partnership, I've gone for two captains. Uh, on the left side, I've gone for Matthias De Ligt against Juventus in the 18-19 quarter final. Now, this was Juve's first season with Ronaldo, the man to supposedly bring them the Champions League. But they'd been thwarted by an exuberant Ajax side under Ten Hag. And at the heart of it, 19-year-old captain De Ligt, who scored a thumping header to win the knockout tie against Allegri's side in Turin. Up against Ronaldo all game, the Dutchman did not flinch and led by example as Ajax progressed to the semi-finals. Uh, De Ligt, in terms of tactics, gives me the raw aggression, uh, but also elegant ball-playing ability, which I need to partner centre-back I'm about to talk about and um, yeah he was he was a captain and I, I watched that performance back and I thought I didn't remember I didn't remember it being that good but he was immense you know, you know from the highlights and you know he's just towering above everybody um, you know get, getting little little niggles into Ronaldo to make sure he can't get clean headers off and at just 19 captain that side you know they, they I think they drawn the first leg 1-1 in Amsterdam so you know Juve were clear favourites they go a goal down but uh, yeah they don't crumble and uh, I think you know Dilic gives me the aggression and then gives me the ball playing ability um, although he did then go on to join Juve and you know suffered these 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 very lethargic um, kind of results in Turin where they get knocked out of the Champions League but it is what it is but uh, yeah so that's that's my left centre back on the right I've gone for another captain I've gone for Paolo Maldini against Liverpool in the 06-07 Champions League final. Now, it's pretty hard to find a stand-up performance from some of the great centre-backs as they went about doing their job without the spotlight, which is what made them so great. So I've just gone for the one where he led his team to glory as AC Milan got revenge on Liverpool in the 2007 UCL final as they beat them 2-0 with Maldini captaining the Rossoneri to UCL winners as he put in another assured and dominant performance uh, which was alongside Nesta, who I also could have picked. Uh, but Maldini provides my team with the great experience and leadership that it needs, uh, reads the game so well, and you know has won, well, is one of the more decorated players. So I've got someone who's you know, really got the winning mentality next to someone who you know, is a future star, you know, a rising star that, was, that is going to go on to, to win, win the big trophies. And uh, yeah, Maldini may not have the kind of He's more—he's more the kind of the sitter off. He's the—he's the sweeper. He'll—he'll he'll, you know read the game, um, and he'll let Delict go and roam, uh, and go and go and press the forwards uh, from from the other team. So yeah, I've gone for two captains. Uh, that is Delict and Maldini as my centre back partners. Okay, Delict, Maldini, and uh, Lichtsteiner. Okay, okay. I, I see. It's a very, I see a vision. There's an odd one out there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. What? I see. I see some sort of vision. Um, yeah. Okay. Maldini. I mean, you can't go wrong with Maldini. That delict performance was very, very good. Yeah, I can't really poke any holes in it. So uh, fair enough, Kieran. Partnership. Um, 
Yeah, so I've gone for two captains as well. Um, the first one is obviously Sergio Ramos, as um, as Alex went for. Uh, that same performance in 2014 against the Bayern, it was 4-0. I mean, I have it down here. Ramos didn't just produce one golden match-winning moment in that. It was just a perfect performance throughout. Um, he didn't put a foot wrong, and the whole 90 minutes was just perfect from him. Um, he scored two headers to put his side 2-0 up, obviously grabbing the first two goals. Um, and, I mean, his reading of the game was exemplary, and he was immense at the back. He intercepted potentially defence-splitting passes from Pep's array of talent in that Bayern team. That Bayern team was no joke. Um, and his... I mean, in that season, just as a whole, um, his contribution to Madrid's kind of goal-scoring really... Is should be put on not the same level, but up there with Ronaldo's kind of contributions. For a centre back to score that many times in a Champions League um, kind of campaign, um, it it just showed why that team was a cut above the rest um, over those few years. And this performance just summed up why he is a Real Madrid legend. Honestly, um, he just did everything. And my other centre-back is Matthias De Ligt, that Juve performance in 2019, the 3-2. First Real Madrid, then Juventus. This Ajax side was special, and their captain may have just been the pick of the bunch, um, other than maybe Joel Veltman, their right-back. You know, um, he went on to a certain club. Yeah. Um, The 19-year-old scored the defensive header to send Juventus to the semi-finals for the first time since 1997, Put that into perspective, De Ligt wasn't even born the last time they were in the semi-finals before then. So um, it was quite a moment. Uh, he put in, um, as Pavan said, an extremely, extremely amazing performance. Um, it, I watched those highlights back and as Pavan said, it just, at the time, it was like, yeah, cool. Um, he, he put in a good performance but watching it back mm. you, it sh- you can see how well he did play that game and um, why Juventus obviously went in for him afterwards they saw the potential there and I think this game was probably a major factor in why they eventually did sign him um, and uh, obviously he did score in that game as well he scored a header and that was the goal that did eventually send them through uh, to the semi-finals. So, yeah, I've gone for Delict. I'm going to put Delict on the left and then Ramos on the right, I think. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Is uh, Delict left-footed? Is he left-footed? I don't think he is. Okay, that's but fine. I think that's so. fine. Okay. I don't think he is. Both working so far. I like it. Well, I, yeah, I, think I, don't think, I don't think I like yours, though. So. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the reason why I'm... The, the reason why I put Delict on the left is because I think I would rather have Ramos next to Alexander Arnold, possibly. Okay, yeah. Just for the experience. Um, Ramos is right sided. Because well, Alexander yeah. Arnold's obviously going to be pu- because Alexander Arnold's obviously going to be pushing up, and then I think Ramos, if he's playing again uh, next to a player like that, he would most likely be there to cover more. But then it is Ramos, so you never really know what he's going to do. So yeah, so far, we'll so see. far I can only make fun of Lichtsteiner. Um, yeah, but you can't. So. I, we'll see. Um, let, Mate, let's move on good to. Uh, you're actually your left backs, guys. So have do, do. Okay, well we've gone for the same okay. left back. Okay, so right. the same you one, can so. dual present your left back. Kieran, just present the left back. 
Um, I haven't got many notes down for this because obviously I only came to a decision. And then just I'll, should before. I do? Okay, I'll take it. Um, I'll say who it is. Yeah. Um, we have both gone for Jordi Alba for his performance against Spurs in 2018. Pavan went for that just because it was against Spurs, probably. No, no. And the fact that? that he got three assists. Um, yeah, no, three assists in that game in a game that ended four-two. It's very memorable performance actually. Um. He, he was really... I remember him just whipping balls in left, right and centre, to be honest. And um, obviously linking up with Messi quite a bit in that game as well. Uh, Pavan, do you want to say anything else? Because that's all I have noted down. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what what I've got. I mean, I, I, I wanted a left-back that was going to kind of be comfortable and you know bomb up and down the wing and get on that overlap as much as possible. And I thought, there isn't really anybody better than Jordi Albert. And, and ever-present in, you know in everything good about Barcelona. Hat-trick of assists in that game. I, I just wanted to pick him. I was trying to find his best performance and it just happened to be the one against Spurs. That is a total mistake. I'm not even joking. But uh, it continues a lovely theme throughout my team. So, uh, yeah. Um, I think what you know probably what he brings for you as well. Top professional. Joyous player to watch. Key part of any, any of the good eras for the Blaugrana. And just someone who, you know, has just been doing it his whole career. Bombing up and down that left wing. Um, you know, getting loads of assists, loads of goals, and just a, just a reliable performer. And so, yeah, I, I've gone for a bit of a left left heavy uh, attacking attacking defence. So, Lick Shunner will tuck in, and Jordi Alba will push on. I would like to say about your theme path that De Ligt, um kind of breaks it because he lost to Tottenham in that semi final. Yeah, okay, that's true. So it's kind of <laughs> balancing itself out with Spurs good and Spurs bad. No, no, there's, 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 there's more Spurs bad to come, don't worry. We've only got one outlier. Okay, so, th- so that's our defences all wrapped up neatly. Um, yeah, so it seems all right. So you guys are a bit more standard and mine's a bit more nuts. Although I, I, would, I do Atalanta. think my, my back three works. But uh, the wing, the My wing backs, backs might are very attacking. The wing backs might, um, yeah. You guys won't like the wing backs, basically, is what I'm saying. So we could do. Should I do my wing backs and then we do pivots? Oh no, no. Yeah. Well, uh, wait, shouldn't wait. we do wing backs with the wide? How many midfielders have you got? I've got a pivot. I've got three midfielders. A, a right mid, a left mid, and then three strikers. Okay, I. Three. Okay, right. I've got. Uh, mine's basically a four-four-two, so I've got two wide, a pivot. You got mine's a four, mine's a four-three-three with an attacking midfielder. Okay, let's do our let's do our midfield. So, Kieran, you you'll present your three together, and me and Pavel present our two together. I'll start with my pivot in my three-five-three. Uh, it is Roy Keane for his. 1999 performance against Juventus, which uh, I never actually watched before today, but um, I was scouring the internet, and this this performance was very highly remembered and praised everywhere, so I just had to watch it, and on YouTube there was an, an individual compilation of, of everything Roy Keane did, and um, yeah, he looked exactly like a, a modern sort of, kind of a box-to-box, but a bit more gritty, uh, I was surprised at how it's like much a more defensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm surprised at how much more finesse he, he had than than what's remembered now because he basically he broke up every attack uh, in a midfield consisting of um, 
Conte, Zidane, Edgar Davids, players like that. Didier yeah, so those four, that, that sort of diamond, uh, he single-handedly broke it all apart and um, started started United's own attacks. And he actually scored uh, the first goal in a tie from a corner. So so a great performance, uh, all action. Which brings me to the player who'd be playing next with midfield, which is N'Golo Kante for his performance against Real Madrid last year in the Champions League. So Kante, similar to Roy Keane, sort of... Um, Excellent at breaking up attacks and then going f- forward with the ball. But I'd say Kante uh, continues his run after passing it off, whereas Keane, Keane is more of a sitter in, in that sort of case. So I think they complement each other well. Two two defenders that can, two midfielders that can scuttle around and, and break down attacks and, and provide lots of stability and ball winning in front of my defence. Um, and players, more importantly, who have such a huge engine, because this is important considering who my wing and slash wing backs are going to be um, so lo- lots of energy stamina engine uh, words like that um, breaking breaking up play and then getting it forward quickly so that's my pivot and in my head I think it works pretty well together as some sort of cheat code so <laughs> have that have that okay Kieran do you want to go next yeah, fine. I'll go for mine. Uh, I have also gone for Roy Keane yeah, for that exact same um, performance. Um, I've grown up with my grandparents being United fans, so obviously I've heard a lot about that um, about that game um, and how good Roy Keane was. Um, as as Alex said, he he was able to keep Edgar Davis, Antonio Conte, Zidane, and Didier Deschamps quiet for a whole 90 minutes pretty much and it, it was just a mental performance uh something that i would like to add on to pretty much what alex said i've got the same notes written down as we've watched the exact same thing um when he got booked and ruled out of the final yeah. um and after he got booked it looked like he had even more drive to get the team over the line um which was a really really like selfless thing and afterwards um I remember Ferguson, um, I'm pretty sure he complimented his performance and Roy Keane responded in the most Roy Keane fashion saying, don't insult me. That's like congratulating the mailman for delivering letters. So, um, yeah, Roy Keane. Um, alongside him, this is the, the, before we started recording, I was saying that this is the two players that in reality I don't think would ever work together. However, on paper, it would. Um, I've gone for Steven Gerrard alongside him. Um, wouldn't ever want to see them two in the same team together, to be honest. Because yeah. Roy Keane would kill um, him. Yeah, team time bomb in the midfield, mate. <laughs> yes, it is. But um, if we're going just off of the system alone, I think it would work with those two alongside each other. Roy Keane, slightly more defensive. Uh, Steven Gerrard as the box-to-box. Um, he... I mean, he just had to come into the team for me. He was honestly the first player I put down on in, on like the team sheet. Um, arguably one of the greatest individual displays in the Champions League of all time in the 04-05 final, obviously against AC Milan. Um, they went 3-0 down and got he got Liverpool back into the game with a header. And then he went on to win the penalty that ultimately drew um, Liverpool level to make it 3-0. And... Um, yeah, he he was just it was just a overall outstanding performance. It wasn't only just in 
his goal contributions or getting the goals. He just had so much engine in that midfield, really got the team playing again after going 3-0 down. It looked like a complete different team in the second half. So yeah, I have gone for Gerrard alongside, alongside Roy Keane, which ticking tie bomb if you look at their personalities, but taking them just purely as the players they are, I think that would work. Um, and then in front of them, uh, those two are slightly older picks. I've gone for Tadic okay, right. against Real Madrid. Um, it, in the 2019 um, 4-1 win for Ajax, obviously, um, same team that Delic was in. Um, I mean, little was expected from Ajax after trailing 2-1 against Real Madrid. Um, so much so that Ramos actually picked up that yellow card uh, to keep him fresh for the next round. However, Tadic did have other ideas. Um, he ran rings around the likes of Modric and Cruz, setting up the first and second goals for Ajax. Um, the second goal, him setting up the second goal was very much a Zidane-like pirouette before sliding in Neres as well. Um, he then got the third goal, thumping it into the top corner. And for these 90 minutes, honestly, he was the best player on the planet. Just, he genuinely was. Um, I'm not saying that he is the mm-hmm. best player in the world because it's Tadic. But for those 90 minutes, he was unplayable. And he and no one was stopping him continuing the fairy tale for Ajax there. So, yeah, that is my midfield of Roy Keane, Gerrard and Tadic. Tadic playing in front of those two. Gerrard as a box-to-box and Roy Keane more of a defensive midfielder. Okay. Yeah, I think it works. You're, you're, yeah, I like the look of that. What do you think, Pav? Uh, yeah, no, it, it's on paper I think it works. I just feel like it would... I don't know... I feel I feel like Tadic and Gerard would get in each other's way a bit. I feel Tadic I, is I, I still more, like of, it. more of a second shadow striker. Tadic is a floater. Yeah, he's a floater. He can get then, in between. Gerard, he can get into the front line if needed as well. Whereas Gerard, as well. but I think it maybe works. I mean, the thing is with Gerard, he could literally play, Gerard can play any position in that midfield. He's played yeah. box to box. He's played defensively. He's played as a ten. He's played. As a second striker as well again? at times. Which one was the left back? A uh, left back was um, Alba. Alba, okay. Two very attacking fullbacks, Gerard and Keane. Maybe, Trent maybe on the other we'll side be able as well. In a pivot, maybe could work. But then, um, yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. Pav, who was your pivot? Just a reminder. I've done my. Pivot. Oh, you haven't done your pivot. Let's I... let's have it. Should we get into it? Let's okay. have it. All right, so my pivot. Now, I mean, when you asked me this, you asked us to do this, you know, this concept, you probably knew what was coming. I've gone for one of the best games at the Emirates Stadium as Arsenal beat Pep Guardiola's treble winning Barcelona 2-1. Jack Wilshere against Barcelona 2010-11 in the round of 16 first leg. 19-year-old Jack Wilshere ran rings around the legendary midfield trio of Busquets, Xavi and Iniesta and announced himself on the continent with this unforgettable midfield performance. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> My voice going. Uh, an all-action performance with grit and elegance saw him rustle the feathers of the Blaugrana, and he then became tipped to become one of England's best players for the rest of his career. Unfortunately, it didn't quite turn out that way, but a performance that really personified Wenger's philosophy and ideas, all performed by just a boy out of Hayerland, the Arsenal Academy, and just one of those classic Arsenal nights um, didn't get many of them in the Champions League, but hopefully many more, many more soon. Soon, soon it may come. 
Um, but yeah, Jack Wilshere, you know, you've, it's, it's, it's just, just one of those great performances. He gives me the legs in the midfield. He, you know, very box to box. The technical security on the ball. Um, in that left channel, he's got Jordi Alba on the on. I'm going to put Jack Wilshere on the left hand side. Um, yeah, so he's going to be roaming. He's got the legs. He's got the technical security. Got a bit of the grit. Um, yeah, got a bit of got a bit of everything. He has, in fact, got the legs for for one night only. I'd be very concerned if if it went to extra time. Yeah, all right. uh, yeah okay, okay. I'll, I'll admit he won't he won't last the whole tournament. But you know, he won't last doing... the full ninety minutes, mate. Yeah, no. If we're doing a single game, I, um, I'm backing him to, to to make it through. So yeah, I've gone Jack Wilshere on the left uh, in my kind of four four two. Four four one one formation, um, and then alongside him, and this one's hard because much like Maldini, defensive midfielders, you can never really find that that star performance because they never put a foot wrong anyway. So I've just picked a performance where he maybe just made the headlines. I've gone Sergio Busquets against Real Madrid, 2010-11 semi final. Um, a one one draw at the Bernabeu was enough to book Barca's place in the final with Busquets getting that famous assist where he basically just gives the ball to Messi pretty much on the halfway line. And then Messi goes and dances through about half the Madrid team from the centre circle. But yeah, I just wanted to get Busquets in here. This was the best one I could pick. Um, You know, he's been the glue for Barca across the years and his ability to make commanding and controlling the pitch look so effortless means I just had to have him in my team. He knits my whole team together and ensures I dictate the tempo of the game and make sure the opponents never get near to touching the ball. So that is my pivot. I've gone Sergio Busquets and Jack Wilshere. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Two very different players. Well, is is Wilshere not... Is he more of an eight sort of profile? Is he completely up and down? Well, he never fully developed, so it's, it's hard so to... So you think you can mould him? <laughs> oh, I can, yeah, 100%. 100%. Mould him, okay, and have him play next to Busquets. Busquets was someone I, I was considering for his final performance against United 2011. I, I, what I did really want to have Busquets, Lampard, Kaka as like double eights, but um, I decided against it. Instead of doing a mad midfield, I thought I'd just do a mad system. Um, yeah, even better. Yeah, which uh, I think I can justify it, or I think I'm justifying it, maybe. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Busquets, Wilshire, and Kieran, yours was mine was um, Roy Keane, Gerard, Keane, Gerard, Tadic, and then mine is Keane and Kante. Okay, I think we've all got so very far. Can I just say aspects. so far? Kieran's midfield has killed each other, and it's just Tadic floating, <laughs> yeah. and Alex's, Alex's has no defence. My team is intact. Apart what do you mean? What do you mean? Wilshire, Wilshire's legs might, might go, but. And I've got yeah. Keane and Kante, who are very good ball winners. All right, all right. Let's, you have let's this attacking system that you've got. Welcome back to Suitcase of a Superstar. Obviously, it is my turn to host again. Does anyone have the, the scores up? Uh, I can get them up. I can yeah, get while, them while up. While Pav's they looking are. for the scores, uh, I do believe me and Pav might be quite close and, and Kieran's lingering around the bottom. But this is his chance. I haven't made this one hard. Linger around the bottom. There's only three of yeah, us. So like, well, <laughs> yeah, I am at the bottom, second. Alex. Um, <laughs> Don't sugarcoat this. I'm at the bottom. <laughs> okay, I have the scores. Yeah. So, uh, Alex, you're on 39. I'm on 34. Kieran, you're on 26. Oh, and of course, I didn't realise it was that bad. Yeah, and when Alex has this go, that'll be the end of another round. So. Okay, so you guys, okay. Okay, Pavan, 
Pavan, can you do me a favour here and just, you know, not get any points? Yeah, that'd do what? me a favour. No. <laughs> Kieran, yeah. Kieran, you should have no ambitions of fighting for the title at this point in the season. Nah, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you should just you should just be like over. Brighton, just just XG just just kind of I think just get I in the way of like Arsenal and Spurs, just get in the way of a couple of teams, and just give them some like banana peels for just absolutely no reason. You're not fine. Yeah, we do that to Arsenal quite a bit, but we never yeah, do it to Chelsea, yeah, do we? Yeah. So I don't know. Alright, go on then. Well, Let's get well, clue number one, it, the unofficial clue number zero. It's not a ninety Serie A striker. Let's go. Not a ninety striker. I know who it is. <laughs> okay, clue number one. Pav's favourite style clue. I've oh, shared a pitch nice. with Thomas Muller, Peter Crouch and Santi Cazorla at different points in my career. Shared a pitch, not played with. Muller, Crouch oh, played, played with, as in shared a pitch, same 11, same starting 11. Okay, 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 fine. Played with, okay. Uh, Muller, so, Crouch what, and Cazorla. Wow. Who's the first Thomas one? Thomas Muller. Muller, Crouch, Cazorla. Okay. Do you want to think on that one? Inter- or? Interesting. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'll take a little think. Yeah. Yeah, no, because that's, that's, that's interesting. It is interesting. Players from a wide period. Hmm. Muller, Crouch, Cazorla. Muller... But they're even. I reckon he's Spanish. But then I don't. Mm-mm. Why does he play with Crouch though? Oh, okay, that's all you're you thinking. Tom. Oh, oh Pav's gonna jump the gun. No, no, no! I've got a name though. Okay, he's okay. Got a name. Okay. Clue number two. After winning my first Champions League, I had to wait another nine years to lift the trophy again. Does that fit the bill? Does, Does that, that fit, fit the bill? The bill? Oh, one, two Champions Leagues, or at least two Champions Leagues. If he, I don't know, if he won it in. Um, okay, if he won it, then how many years apart? Nine. Nine, nine seasons. Between okay, wins. So then that would have to be. Would it have been that late? When they won it again. I, I could I jump the. No I do idea. need points here. I've got a player that I think connects all the players. I just, I just feel like he would have, he would have won it again at some other point in time. Oh, I could go for it, but I, oh, I don't know. Being safe, pal. Oh, oh, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Oh I'm wow! Why not? This could define the title race. Gotta have some drama. This He's, is this is this is me. This is me getting. Should I not look at it? Should I not look at the who you guess? Okay, yeah, yeah. And then that. at the end of the episode, I'll flip my phone over. Right, I'm, I'm locked in. Okay. I'm locked in. That, I'm not going to look at you. That is very much. I've jumped the gun, but we're, I've, I've got to. I don't know. I've got to try. Any it. ideas? Kieran? Pays off. Any ideas? That'd be great. Any <laughs> any trailer thought? <laughs> I'm um, locked in now, Kieran. So you can elaborate on, on whatever you want. Okay, so I'm thinking that he is. Spanish. Okay. Uh, go on to the next one, honestly. I'm loving that critical analysis. Right. Clue number three. I've won the Euros twice and the World Cup once, but only started in two of the finals due to the immense talent in my position, which is midfield. 
Okay, all right. Okay, so Spanish all right, that's midfield. helped me. That's helped me. That's given me a little bit of confidence. Might have, might have done it. The Spanish midfielder Where's... who's won. Spanish who midfielder won the that's played with Crouch. And he also played with. Crouch so he's played for Bayern. So he's played for Bayern, and he's played with Crouch. Kieran, I want you to get this right. Like those now. two don't go together. I swear. Um. Bayern midfielder who's played. Just... Okay, I think I know who it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's go. Wait, 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 wait. Do I know who it is? I'm confident that I got it right, I think. We'll have to see on the next clues, but... Although there are two of them. But, no, it wouldn't be that guy. No. What, so... Thinking he played with Crouch at Liverpool. Yeah, uh, I think I know who it is. Ooh. This I This fits... The bill, I think. Okay. He would have won it with. Wait, so he's won Champions League twice that we know of, so that's Bayern. Okay, yeah, now I'm gonna go for this. Okay. I reckon we've gone the same player. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. There may be a red herring there somewhere. There probably is. Honestly, yeah. I think there's two players that fit this bill. Yes. I think there are as well, yeah. I think there genuinely might be two players. But okay, I have won, or oh, clue number four. No, clue number four, sorry, I was reading the wrong one. I now manage a youth team in Spain. And I have only yeah, managed yeah, youth yeah, yeah. teams in Spain during my whole coaching yeah. career. Oh, I had it on the first clue. Oh, I should have gone okay. for it. Could have okay, got, got five then, points. You both, you know, clue number five, I've won multiple domestic leagues across Spain and Germany, but never in England. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've got two wingers, wing backs, and then three up front. And Pav, you've got uh, two wingers and a striker. Two wide men, two strikers. Okay, so we'll do the or wide men, I think. Kieran, have you got wide men? Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, it's 4 3 3, okay. so it's uh, left wing, right wing striker. Okay, yeah. Let's do our. Pav, let's do our wide men, and then Kieran can do his wingers with his striker. Okay, so. Sure. so I'm going to go first with my wide men wing backs. Imagine this like Nagelsmann wide men wing backs. Um, okay. So but I thought you said you don't. But what's 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 this? What? You you you, you didn't like Nagelsmann's defense. Yes, but but and now but, you now you're taking his if, wing if backs. If you listen to what I said on? carefully the past couple of weeks, the problem with Nagelsmann's system has always been that his midfield has been too weak. Uh, no Kimmich or no, it's, it's, no Goretzka. It's the wing backs and you're putting no, two no, wingers no. You're no, as bad as him midfield. now, I'm afraid. So we have three centre-backs and we have two midfielders shuffling across. You've got one centre-back. You don't, you don't like the Bundesliga, yet you're taking the philosophy yes, from the I Bundesliga. You can't pick but and choose. we have choose. two midfielders with the best engine in the game shuffling across, which means I have free licence um, to pick who I want, actually, on the wings. So here we right. go. Um, a Tottenham player and a player who demolished Tottenham so left mid, I've gone with Gareth Bale for his performance against Inter. He was a left back for a large part of his career, so I don't want yeah, to hear sure. any of that's this. Fine, that's fine. Not defensive. That's fine, mate. So he's my wing back slash winger, um, Bale. 
talking about his performance, hat trick, second half hat trick against Inter, ravaged a, a Mycon who was playing for Inter, who, who's a legend of the game, probably one of the more forgotten Brazilian centre backs, considering, uh, sorry, uh, full back, considering you've got Cafu and Carlos and Alves and Marcelo, uh, forgotten. Uh, did score a fantastic goal against uh, North Korea, was it? Yeah, but um, Bale uh, absolutely destroyed him on that side. Like fantastic finishing, and it was like kind of his like game, which like announced him onto the scene. It was like it was like a I'm Gareth Bale. I'm gonna be the best player or one of the best players in the world for the next ten years, uh, and he was uh, absolutely fantastic. And he does have that defensive element uh, if he if he plays there. Um, and I, and I think that could work. And on the other side, I've got um, Serge Gnabry. So since he knows Nagelsmann's system very well, uh, why doesn't he just play it again for me? So right midfielder, I'm going for his performance against oh, Tottenham, not Arsenal, uh, in the Champions League. How many goals did he score against Arsenal? What? In, he hasn't played against Arsenal. There he has. Oh, don't think he's not scored against us. Well, he, played, he scored against you. Oh, was it I us? That. Yeah, it was it's you. right, brilliant. <laughs> Not us. I you. thought he battered you. No, he battered you. Arsenal don't get into the Champions League. Oh, that's League a really good point. We weren't there. Okay, start again. My <laughs> my right midfielder is uh, Serge Gnabry. He plays the system for Nagelsmann. So why can't he come play the system for me? Uh, he knows the position very well, so I'm sure he can execute it to my high standards. Uh, with the uh, the marauding Cantain Keynes shuffling across uh, beside him, he'll he'll have the, all the license he wants to attack. I'm I'm picking his performance against Tottenham, where he scored four goals in the second half. It was just insanely clinical finishing, uh, as well as it, it was some some of the best finishing I've seen uh, from from a winger ever. Really, um, just smashing them into the corner and unrolling them. It was it was. All different types of finishes and, and very good coming inside from from the left at times as well and also from the right. So he's got both of both feet available to go wherever. Um, I think he would complement the system I'm I'm building. Uh, high and wide on the touchline, him and Bale receiving from Ramos, Pau Torres, and David Luiz. Especially you can find them with them crossfield balls. Uh, Nabry does like to come in quite central sometimes. Yeah, he though. does. He does. But he can do it all, to be fair. Which really, he does hold yeah. wits and since, then just decides to pop up in the box. Are very non-ten-like, more, more, but just box-to-box midfielders uh, who who would take turns popping up. I think there'll be enough space in that in that spot, especially considering who I've got ahead later on. Um, yeah, Bale Nabry, two wingers who have arguments that they could be a bit more defensive. Uh, what because Nabry plays this and because Bale used to be a left back, so um, that's my sort of out there system so far. Pav, I, your disapproving mm. face hurts my feelings. Well, no, it's it's just I, I just thought you hated the system and how you're adopting it. That's all. I'm just that's fine. It's just <laughs> you know, just for a bit of flip flopping. That's all. You didn't no, like Nagelsmann's no, no, system, no, no. and now you like the players. The players available to me are much better than the players available to Nagelsmann. So um... yeah, but at least Nagelsmann plays centre backs that will play centre back and not <laughs> go up upfield. Your centre backs are not not staying in defence. But fair enough. Fair okay, enough. Uh, Pav, who are your wide men? Okay, my wide men now. 
There's no surprise. I've also gone for Serge Gnabry because, um, you know, former Guna and that, and against Spurs. Uh, put, you know, as, as you said, scored four goals in that single Champions League match. All four of them came in the second half as well. Watching back those highlights, absolutely deadly. Um, and a wide man who, yeah, I mean, he can, he can kind of do everything, but as I've got a more conservative right back, he usually plays behind Pavard. So, you know, Pavard can kind of tuck into midfield and that's what Lichstein is going to do. And then Nabry's going to hold the wits and sometimes whenever he feels like it, can beeline for the penalty box and finish on either foot, as Alex said. He's very two-footed. Um, so I won't, I won't elaborate on him too much, but yeah, I've gone for Serge Nabry there. Left wing, I've gone for more of a wide forward. Uh, I've also gone for Tadic, so I put him here rather than in the 10. Um, and yeah, I mean, Kieran talked about it a lot, but he basically taught Real Madrid a lesson in total football. Former Southampton player, nobody expected anything. Scored a beauty, assisted two others. Um, and yeah, that, that kind of roulette pirouette was uh, was kind of the, you know, the, the, the pick of the bunch. Um, and yeah, I think he'll work because he's going to kind of, he's got a tendency to cut in on, on his right foot and I've got Jordi Alba overlapping. So, you know, in those games you had Tagliafico overlapping him and Jordi Alba's yeah, even better at overlapping. So yeah, it, it gives Tadic the, the license to come inside and create and gives him an outlet to hold the width. Whereas on the right-hand side, I've got Nabry holding the width with Licksteiner just tucking in behind him to give him the, the license to do what he wants because Nabry can pretty much uh, do it all. So yeah, I've gone for Serge Nabry and Dusan Tadic as my wide men. Interesting. Tadic as a, as a left out wide. midfielder. Mm. He played on the left in those games. So yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go for it. Two different positions. In he also the, in played the on the left for Southampton. Didn't yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Two different versions of Tadic, I guess. Uh, I, I must say, I, I prefer Kieran's one, I think, just because of that, that Ajax memorability against against Real and Juve. Um, and, and he scored so many goals for Ajax playing, playing that position Kieran's got him in. Uh, but still a very... I thought he played on the left more, no? Because if they, no. if they had a no, midfield he... three of, of Van der Beek, Shona... And... He was always a floater. I, I thought he was like a striker... He was second striker, always got given licence to roam. Like, that's how come he popped up out wide sometimes. Like Ziyech on the right, and then was in it Neres on the left in those games? Because uh, Neres, I'm yeah. pretty sure he started. Because remember his goal against Neres Real. left, Ziyech right. And then who was their striker in that season? It can't be Kasper Dolberg. Um, it would have been Tadic. I think Tadic just was the Tadic striker. Tadic was a false nine Maybe Klaas Jan okay. Huntelaar off the bench. So Yeah. All right, but that, that's that's cool. Two different versions of Tadic and uh, Nabry as well. So that's our sort of midfielders done. That, that, so that's our all our defensive midfield. We've just got our attacks left. Um, yeah, I, I think it's quite nice. Um, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not really gonna pick holes in any because I think we've all done a good job. I mean, you guys can make fun of mine because it is absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, but seems, I need to pick the holes, mate. You created the holes for yourself. No, no, it's no. A black hole. no. It's a black hole, your teammate. No, no, no. No, no, no. Well, tell me where the weakness is. Um, it may be in behind on the wings. Uh, but... So mine's a boxing match in the middle of the park. Yours, Your defence just is red-carded and off into the dressing room. Yeah. And Pavan is playing... Balance. Lichsteiner. Lichsteiner. Balance, mate. It's balance. <laughs> it's balance. Balance. Overall winner. Balance. As long as Wilshire doesn't get injured. So I spoke about MSN earlier, so I get ready for RGB. Um, I've gone f- out on the right wing. This is funny. We have all gone for Serge Nabry. Brilliant. Um, wow. 
that performance against Spurs, I am not going to go into detail about it. All I'm going to say, I think those four goals proved that he was a little bit better than what Tony Pulis thought he was when he said that he wasn't good enough for West Brom. Um, but yeah, uh, Serge Nabry, I mean, he set up what Lewandowski's first and then he just decided to absolutely blow last season, uh, the seasons before runners up away with four goals. There's not really much else to say there. If you're scoring four goals and getting an assist in a game, you've done pretty well. So, um, yeah, so out on the right, that is Nabry. Going to ask him to kind of tuck in a little bit to allow for Trent's overlaps. Because, as I said, he does like to pop up in the middle. And I think um, one of you said when we did the live show that he had actually been he's asked to play as a number 10 a little bit more. Yeah, um, somebody reported that, yeah. Yeah, so if... If he wants to do that, I uh, can give him the alternative as a kind of like inside forward role, almost like a Mohamed Salah role where he cuts in from the right, um, go like that, allow Trent to overlap. That is my thinking there. Um, out on the left, I have gone for Mr. Champions League himself, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, against Atletico Madrid 2017. Um I mean, Atletico Madrid must have been sick of their city rivals at this point. Madrid have beaten them in the final 20, in 2014, the quarters in 2015, and then the final again in 2016. And then Cristiano Ronaldo decided to turn on the style once more, having already scored a perfect hat-trick against Bayern in the previous round as well, which was actually... I was trying to decide whether to go for the Bayern game or the Atleti game from this season... But I decided to go for the Atleti game just because of the rivalry there. Um, I mean, he single-handedly destroyed Simeone's uh, side, who were meant to be one of the best defensive units in the world at this point. Um, as Real took one giant step into another final. Um, and I mean, when CR7 was this good, there was no getting close to him. Uh, a hat-trick and one of the most iconic performances in the Champions League and uh, just putting it out there Noodle Hair Ronaldo was the best best Ronaldo um, um, yeah I, I might be inclined to agree although Ronaldo like is it like Mohawk Ronaldo you know it's not really a mohawk, you know. Where it's oh all yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know what. I know what style that, you mean. That Real Madrid uh, bronzed up, tanned Ronaldo. I, I'll take that one yeah. as well. No, I, I still think Noodle well. Hair Ronaldo. Have you got? A I think Noodle Ronaldo? Hair Ronaldo. Probably, probably root uh, Noodle Hair. Yeah, to be fair. Not, not Man Bun uh, Ronaldo. Um, yes, I think that's no. the worst Ronaldo for me. Man, but yeah. No, but I I've gone for Ronaldo out on the left. Obviously, he'd be linking up with Alba, um, Alba overlapping. I'm kind of asking my wingers to play as inside forwards almost, but Ronaldo would do the same yes. thing. He's always I I've never I've always thought that Ronaldo is has never been an out and out striker. He's always been better cutting in from the left, playing as an, that inside forward role. Uh, that is where he's been the best for. Uh, that's why he was the best for Real Madrid and I think that's why United probably haven't got the best out of him yet other than the fact that obviously it is the Premier League Premier League's much harder league than La Liga I think um, because they're trying to play him as their lone striker as such he's probably struggling a little bit there but that's not his actual I don't know, still, still scored a hat-trick against Norwich I don't think he's been it's Norwich too... Mason Mount scored a hat-trick against Norwich and people said the same thing to be fair so 
It's Norwich. Fair, yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. But uh, I think Ronaldo's been better than many people have said he has been. Fix, fix yeah, no, no, standards. I think he's. I think he's been, yeah, no, I think he has been a lot better than a lot of people think he has been. I mean, he is second in the Premier League for goal scores, goal scored, so he has to be doing something right. He's only behind Salah, but um, I I just think that he has always been better cutting in off the left side. And then up front, I have gone for his former partner in crime, Karim Benzema, for his very recent performance against PSG. Oh, yeah. Uh, that hat-trick. Um, I mean, this this season's Champions League has been a great competition, but I mean, there's not really been many standout individual performances like that. Other and the main one that I can really pick out at the moment is Karim Benzema against PSG. Um, Mbappe put PSG one nil up, obviously going into half time, but then three goals in 17 minutes by Benzema ensured that Madrid advanced into the quarterfinals three two on aggregate. I mean, he was capitalised off of a poor error by Donnarumma. Uh, which put Madrid level and then minutes later he scored his second to make it level on aggregate and then literally mere seconds after kickoff he scored that third to complete the hat-trick and win Madrid the game now um, in the system I put him in because obviously he's played with um, he's played with Ronaldo before those two link up perfectly well um, get the best out of each other they both scored both assisted each other when they did play with each other um, and I think Nabry coming in off the right would also work well with Benzema as well. So I have gone for that as my front three. Yeah, okay. That's nice. That's good, actually. The, the only downside I'd say is they all occupy maybe the same sort of position, or they want to all come centrally. And especially with Tadic behind, he also wants to come centrally too. Trent being wide is great, and Alba's really wide as well, though. So, who knows? Who knows? What do you think, Pav? Yeah, I can see it working. I just, yeah, I think I'm the same as you. Maybe, I, I, I like obviously, Karen Benzema is a you know great team player. You know, one of the best uh, players. You know, he's he's that unselfish type where you can then yeah put put the others in. Um, Which is why I just I, think I just think yeah I think it would work in. In in most scenarios, I, I, he's very attacking, especially with the fullbacks. I think, yes, like Jordi Alba and Ronaldo down one side. That's my only point where it may not work. But no, I, I like it as a front three. It's a, it's a good front three, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I think I think Tadic may be the only problem. As much as I do like him in the Ajax team, um, maybe a more creative ten. Uh, I'm not saying he isn't creative, but um, Pav. No, yeah, Pav. Less less of. Actually, less of mine, and we can end on yours. Yeah, because you've you got three as well, so yeah. So, right, brace yourselves. This is my front three. Oh, God. Uh, no wingers, because the, the wingbacks are, are staying wide. We're going to have... Well, I can guarantee you we know one of them. Really? Would you like to take a guess? Because I feel like I've... I reckon you've got Drogba there, definitely. No. I've gone Eto. outside He's the box. Got no, I've gone... No. I've, yeah. I'm going a bit different. Uh, than what you would think. Not different uh, in general, but to what you'd think I'd pick. Um, maybe I've got inside my own head with this lineup trying to be different. But um, let's let's start with a false nine, uh, and then we'll talk about the, the strikers flanking him. I've gone with Messi as my false nine. No Champions League team is complete without Messi, in my opinion. Um, I could have picked um, performances against Arsenal or Leverkusen, but they are more... Uh, I think the Leverkusen one's right winger. 
And um, for Arsenal, he might have been a false nine because I'm pretty sure Pedro might have played. But um, I thought the final against United was his best performance. Uh, coming deep, he, he had to come so deep uh, to pick the ball up because Juicing Park was... And all the midfield, all the United players were following him and, and watching him. He had to come so deep to pick up the ball and he could just turn and run. And, um, you know, Villa and Pedro were running to create the decoys and Messi drew the tension anyway. So he, he had the choice to slip these players through or to, um, you know, crack a long shot like he did at Van der Sar with such venom that Van der Sar could not, could not save that, even though it wasn't completely in the corner. Um, you know, he, he was just fantastic that game, completely unplayable. Um, yeah, and, and especially drawing all that attention like Messi does, I think it much complement my other strikers who like to play on the shoulder a bit more, especially my right-sided striker, which is uh, R9. Um, I've loved this performance for a long time by R9. It's versus United in 2003 in the, the second leg of their quarter-final game. Uh, Brazilian Ronaldo puts in an all-time great performance, scoring a hat-trick at Old Trafford. Uh, resulting in a standing ovation from the Old Trafford crowd. Um, Real won the first leg 3-1 and United won the second leg 4-3. So Real progressed overall because of that second leg hat-trick from R9. Uh, he made Ferdinand look silly all game. He, he came deep to receive and immediately lays it off and then just get gets sprinting on the shoulder of the last defender. And, and he can... So that was his first goal on the shoulder, 3-1-1 one one, and smashes a shot at the near post. Uh, unsavable. And then... Um, sort of cut back and sort of tap in for his second goal of the hat-trick in the second half. But his last goal was by far the best, where he picks it up a uh, bit on the left and he and he comes inside on his right foot and he absolutely slaps it through on the right-hand side. Um, you know, such venom in his strike and, and he is one of the best players to ever play in the Champions League despite a, a short-ish career because of his injuries. But a uh, fantastic performance. And I think it complements the team being... Uh, Nabry being very wide... Although, one flaw I'm seeing now is Nabry coming centrally. Uh, maybe would disrupt the flow of all these attackers. Uh, maybe a more out-and-out -out winger would have been better. But, um, Messi in R9 uh, is fantastic. And my last striker, Pav, you'll appreciate this, is Thierry Henry. Um, for his, oh, wow. For his two goals guy. and two What's assists to this guy? against Inter Milan in your group stage game in mm. oh, 2003. Uh, uh, yeah. 5-1 Arsenal against Inter, two goals, two assists for Henri. Watching this, um, the highlights just highlights how Henri uh, was that good, not just as a goal scorer, but as a creator too. He started up front, but he'd drift a bit more to the left, right? Uh, sort of a left forward. I guess he was a left winger early in his career, so so he always favoured the left side. Um, and he could drive into the box and he could you know, put these curlers with his right foot into the bottom corner. Uh, take players to the byline or create chances for players like Lundberg who are, who are on the other side of the box um, so I think it, it does complement the team well we've got Bale running that wing Henri's playing as a striker he's a bit more to the left which gives breathing room for R9 who, who's pretty central and Messi tucking in to the midfield helps a bit although he offers almost nothing defensively he does occupy that 10 position uh, ahead of Keane and Kante. And, and I think it's really complimentary, this lineup. Um, despite what I said about Nabry, which now I'm thinking may not have been the, the wisest choice. I just liked his four goals against Tottenham, really. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of concludes my 11 and my system. Uh, there it is for you guys that tear it apart. <laughs>
Uh, I mean, um, I mean, there's not yeah, much okay. breathing space. It might be no, breathing the, space might be a generous term, but uh, the front line I think would work. But I don't know how it would work in a wing back system. That's kind of my worry there because obviously Omri, as you said, likes to float out to the left a little bit. I kind of occupy those spaces. Um, but I mean, it could work. I just I don't know. I think it might just you're... be like seven in the box. That's just, yeah, that's, that's just how it goes. Okay. I think I know who your t- I think I know who your two is going to be. By the way, Pavan. Okay. All right. Should I go for it, or do you want to guess? Do you want me to guess? Yeah, go ahead. Well, you said that you're going for a four-four-two slash four-four-one-one. So that's making me think that you're going to play Urzil as the one, oh, minus stop. the striker, um, and then you're probably going to go Omri up front. I reckon. On the money. On the Seriously? money. Seriously. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, man. Urzil's big yeah, man. game right. against Ludogorets. Hey, shush. <laughs> it, uh, shush. All right. Now, okay. We're going to get into this. Right, so I've gone Ozil as my second striker against Ludogorets. It was a group stage game, 16-17. He scored a hat-trick in the reverse fixture at home, but the winner in Bulgaria, it's, it's just too good a goal for me not to have any. Perhaps you didn't go for Red Star. It's, it's, that's a, no, I, I was actually joking when I said Ludogorets. I was so convinced it'd be a Real performance. Ludogorets, no. come on, mate. Mate. You can't have an all-time mate. great against Ludogorets. Mate, mate. Just allow it, okay? Eric Cantona loved this goal, okay? And he, he, so Eric Cantona's a bit dodgy other, though, isn't he? Uh, along with some other... Hey, hey, his speech was insane. What are you, what are you going <laughs> on about? He also you, you did use some other very strong words. I won't rely on the podcast, but he loved that goal so much. The goal is too good for me not to have him in here. And he kind of he kind of emulates the, the Dennis Burkamp to, to, to Thierry Henry, kind of float around, and it, 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 in possession, it, it can kind of become a 4-2-3 one with... Tadic coming in. Tadic is like the Podolski slash Rosicki in this system, you know, and then Ozil can float around. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, Ozil, Ozil, the actual goal, got threaded in behind the defence, definitely takes over the keeper, sits down the defender and sits down another and then strokes into an empty net. A uh, pure footballing artist that, yeah, uh, it just provides the touch of class for my number 10 slash second striker position in my team. And I've got hard workers all around him, so you know if he doesn't want to press, then it's fine. I've got the I've got the structure in place to make sure that uh, you know we don't get torn apart in the transition. So yes, I have gone Mesut Ozil there, and uh, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not going to not pick Thierry Henry as my striker to complete my team. I need a complete forward to lead the line, so I've gone Thierry Henry. I've actually gone for his nonchalant performance against uh, Real Madrid, the Bernabeu in 0506 in the round of 16. I was very close to going to Milan, but I thought this one just edged it because of uh because it because of it because it was a knockout tie and you know because of the record that we broke. Um Arsenal actually went into the first leg, you know, on a pretty poor run of form, but came alive in Madrid dominating the game and testing Casillas on multiple occasions thanks to uh, as as Alex alluded to the playmaking ability of Henri against the back line. Uh, and then for his goal, he rode about four or five challenges from Real defenders and waltzed his way to the penalty area where he finished coolly to score the only goal across both legs. Uh, he was toying with the opposition all game and there's a, there's a really great clip. The, the arrogance and skill he had when he, he wanted to take the ball to the corner, just burst past a couple of people, wins a couple corners and it's, it, it really is, in those diamonds, it's cherry on top. 
So yeah, thanks to Henri, Arsenal actually became the first English club to ever beat Real Madrid in the Spanish in the Spanish capital. Sorry. Um, so yeah, for that reason, I, I I picked that Henri performance. Now yes, my team is very Arsenal orientated, but you know we haven't been in the competition for, for a while, so just 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 let me reminisce. Um, but yeah, I think it it's balanced. It's got it's got a bit of everything. It's it's very fluid. It can go four four two out of possession like Mikel Arteta likes to do. Um, you can bank up in two two blocks of four. And then you've got Henri and Ozil with kind of the, which is kind of the, the Henri and Burkamp, the Ozil Sanchez uh, partnership up front. You got wingers who can, well, you got Nabry who can basically hold the width. Tadic who can drift inside. Jordi Albert on the overlap. And then you've got your defensive uh, shape of Maldini, Delict, um, and then you got Wilshere and, and Busquets and Licksteiner, of course. Licksteiner's the big glue. You can't have it all glitz and glam, I'm afraid. You need some kind of down to earth figures. So. Yeah, that completes my team. Okay, yeah, nice. I must say, yours probably might is the be most a bit con- too much conventional. North London orientation. Balanced. I will admit that, but you know. But yeah, works. I'd say yours is the most likely to work. Uh, I think if mine does work, it'll be absolutely nuts. Um, well, yes. I mean, if yours worked, then we've, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we may as well we may as well stop playing. I don't know handball at that rate, like. Yeah. I, I am planning to, <laughs> well. to to mock these tactics up uh, and, and stick them on the Twitter and, and see what um, every, everyone thinks. I'd, I'd like to see the oh, opinions. Run them on a few that. FM situ- uh, simulations. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good. That could be really funny. That could be some good uh, good content to simulate them. Or, or even better, even better, guys. We could actually contact the football players and get them to, to play to a set game. Up in our- Set formation. Well, I Maybe think three Nabries, two Tadiches, but uh, I think the main problem is getting up. a Wilshire to play in your in your team at oh, this stage okay. of his career. Oh, no. oh, no, oh, ima- imagine imagine the response we would get off of Roy Keane if he ever responded. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he'd want to play next to Gerard. Oh my god. Oh right, That's yeah, that that could refuse. be trouble. But yeah, um, I get that. That I guess that was sort of fun. I hope. <laughs> in, instead of alarming, maybe we're going to get picked apart about our. Our team building on the internet. Um, I hope. I hope so. Actually, I hope we get some good sort of discourse from this. <laughs> Probably won't. Yeah. No. No. Come at us if you don't like our teams. At us <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Um, tell us what you would have done. Yeah, that's true. I would like to see everyone else's if uh, people had the time. Um, yeah. I let's. I'll reveal the suitcase of a superstar player. You both did get it. Uh, it was Xavi Alonso. Uh, have you got that on the on the third one and, and Kieran on the fourth? I think. No, I guess second. You, okay, you I second. No, no, I got it first. And Kieran third. Sorry, uh, which is pretty good mm-hmm. actually. Uh, maybe made that a bit too easy. Easy or gave you too much time pondering the who I played with. There was there two. wasn't enough of a red herring in the first clue. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Like like I was thinking I it, it could be. Kind of connected. No, it can, Peter Crouch is kind of the the light bulb one, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe maybe I should have gone with. I was thinking of going with um, Jesus Navas because obviously okay. he played for Liverpool for a bit, right? No, City for a bit, but Spanish. Yeah, I thought maybe it could City. send you down a uh, City route, David Silva route. Maybe who knows? Probably not. But um, yeah, that that was that was the episode. Uh, it was kind of manically hosted by me, who who put together a, a crazy system, and it was a kind of flying all idea. I was inspired by Tifo IRL. Which I'm really loving at the moment. Uh, it's getting my getting me through the Easter break. <laughs> Pretty much. So so we'll, we'll see what yeah, happens there. Agreement there. 
Yeah, but um, anyway. But that's that. Yeah, thank you for listening to this episode for our manic sort of UCL all-time performance 11s. Uh, we kind of got carried carried away from the performances, started talking about the the functionality of the systems, which was quite fun. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at championsurn. Uh, been tweeting a, a lot recently. Uh, a bit of work from Pav there. Um, do turn our notifications on because they are some insightful tweets, I must say. Um, thank you, <laughs> thank you for listening. 